The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Wanted to uh, spend some time talking about uh, the vaccine rollout, uh, the COVID-19 vaccine rollout uh, across the country and and here in the province. And um you know, there's there's a, obviously a number of, of issues to tackle on that front. Who's getting it, uh, when they're getting it, uh, why some people are getting it and others aren't. And I think one of the big questions for a lot of us is, where's all the doses? Um, procurement, right? Um, it, it just seems... Well, it doesn't seem. I'm going to just say it. It, it just it, you, you'd think that we'd have more, that we would have procured more than what we have been told. Now we know that this has been an issue uh, for the premiers. Uh, they had a, a, a first minister's minute, uh, meeting with the prime minister yesterday. Um, he they 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 met through teleconference and they they talked about the country's rollout strategy. Um, and, and that comes as the Prime Minister earlier this week talked about the pace of vaccine. But then the provinces are turning around saying, OK, well, no, you know, <laughs> forget about, you know, in part that. But, but, but what about the amount of vaccine? Um, you know, you're the one that's buying it. And, and you're the one that's distributing it. Um, and, and the premiers had some issues with that. Now, according to David Aiken, who is our uh, chief political correspondent with Global News, um, he says earlier this week, the federal government said it's expecting about 208,000 doses per week of the Pfizer vaccine to be delivered for the rest of January. Uh, Ottawa expecting about 170,000 doses of the Moderna vaccine next week. And the Fed saying that it believes it will have received 1.2 million uh, vaccine doses by the end of the month. Okay. Now today, Major General Denny Fortin, who is um, the 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 general, the military general, who's been put in charge of overseeing the logistical planning of the vaccine distribution, says Canada will have a limited supply of COVID-19 vaccines for January, February, and March. Okay, that's what Major General Danny Fortin said uh, earlier today, that Canada will have a limited supply of COVID-19 vaccines for January, February and March. Went on to say that Canada is expecting 6 million doses by the end of March. 6 million doses by the end of March. Okay. So we know that there's a number of different phases, like phase one, phase 1A, 1B, 2A, 2B, uh, and, and, and so on. And I think that most of us have come to the realization that we're not going to get the vaccine until, uh, or have an opportunity to get that vaccine until the fall. If you're looking at expecting 6 million doses by the end of March, you know, the population of Canada is, what, 37 million. Um, You know, obviously we have to procure a lot more doses and and I'm wondering about you know where that stands and about the work that is being done on that front
and I, 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 I start to get a little concerned, and I, and I get the fact that you can only make so much at a time, and the cost, and, and, and all of that, but I guess in, in part of my head is, is I'm really wondering if um, that, that, that fall date is really um, a little pie in the sky. You know, let me know what you think at 780-496-0063. We know that um, so far about half a million doses, just about about 480,000 doses of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines have been distributed to the provinces and and territories. And at last count, about 48%. So about half of that had been administered. We know in Alberta that uh, there was a lull over the holidays, and it certainly has uh, ticked up over the past number of days. All right. So that's kind of the latest uh, on that one. And then today... So all of this, you know, this this meeting happened yesterday. I think the prime minister likely got an earful on uh, procurement being the big one and getting your hands on it. And, yeah, hey, I, I have... I have sat through some uh, briefings um, or explanations of procurement process um, for the Royal Canadian Air Force over the past five years in my role as an honorary colonel in the Air Force. And the procurement, government procurement process, my gosh, you know, just is... uh, a tedious, laborious process. Uh, I, I often, I think sometimes it's amazing that anything gets done. But my question is, is where are we going to get all of the vaccine? How are we going to get all of the vaccine for every Canadian who wants it? And how long is that going to take? How long is that going to take? I, I'm, I'm just really starting to question whether or not fall for the rest of us is is really um you know what's going to happen and and what about the rest of those on on the front line on the front lines who 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 need to be uh vaccined or who need to be inoculated with the vaccine sooner rather than later the prime minister spoke about this uh, earlier today saying that you know they, they talked about the distribution of the vaccines during that conference call yesterday uh, went on to say you know it's important to take a quote team canada approach to v- the vaccine rollout the premiers and i also discussed ways to combat misinformation vaccines are safe and effective and everyone should be doing their part by getting vaccinated once it's their turn so we know today that hundreds starting today as part of a pilot project, um, about 600 federal inmates uh, began receiving the COVID-19 vaccines. And, and we know that that has been obviously, a, you know, a contentious issue uh, between federal and, and provincial politicians about who really is being prioritized in, in the early stages you know, you know, it's been what a, a few weeks since this started. Uh, the public safety minister, Bill Blair, uh, confirmed that yeah, about 600 federal inmates who are elderly or have pre-existing health conditions will be vaccinated on a priority basis. He says my friends, that the federal government is following the advice of the National Advisory Committee on Immunization. Uh, 
Uh, and that National Advisory Committee on Immunization, you can go and, and take a look at how it has prioritized immunization in this country. Um, and so the committee identified congregate living settings, including prisons, as high-risk locations. Uh, the public safety minister said, quote, we have a duty of care for those who are in our custody to ensure that they are treated fairly and that they are kept safe. Okay. So the 600 inmates will receive the vaccinations. Uh, each one will get about, will get the two doses over the next few weeks. The Moderna vaccine is being used for, for this immunization effort. Now, earlier today, Jeff Wilkins, who is the national president of the Union of Correction, Canadian Correctional Officers, uh, joined Danielle Smith on Course Radio in Alberta and was talking about 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 this and about the fact that 600 prisoners are going to be getting the vaccine and getting the vaccine ahead of um, those officers working in uh, penitentiaries, in jails. Um, and he said, yeah, right now, we're not getting any. Uh, they are not uh, for the stage one of the rollout uh, for the vaccination. Uh, of course, the Correctional Service Canada gets uh, their recommendations from an outside agency. Uh, it's the uh, National Advisory Committee on Immunizations and correctional officers and other staff working in uh, in Canadian prisons are uh, on second. They're in step two of that rollout. Jeff Wilkins, the national president of the Union of Canadian Correctional Officers, um, you know, commenting, and I got a few more comments from him uh, about this. Now, we know across the country, so far about 165,000 healthcare workers, frontline staff, and seniors have, uh, have, have, have uh, received the shots. And as I mentioned, you know, they're expecting, what, about a million more by the end of the month, a million more doses the um, expected to show up in the country and administered to uh, more people in those groups uh, by the end of this month. But Mr. Wilkins saying, you know, in his opinion, and in the opinion of, uh, uh, you know, lots of other people out there, in his opinion, um, that the priority should be for frontline staff, and that includes his members. Uh, I want to make one thing perfectly clear. I think the priority for the vaccine to enter the institution should be by those frontline staff. That should be the key priority. If we don't have those frontline staff available to report to the workplace, then we have some significant problems. Of course, we know that uh, the uh, public health has come out and said you want to uh, vaccinate the most vulnerable first. And uh, of course, our members are quite vulnerable. So if you're asking me who the priority should be, the priority to me should be our, our, our members. Of course, we know that the, uh, the uh, inmates will eventually receive the vaccine as they, uh, as they should because any congregate, congregate living facility shouldn't have, uh, you know, what needs to be vaccinated. The people living in, co in close quarters, we need to have that vaccine for that protection. And so there are others, though, you know, saying, hey, guess what? Um, you know, the vaccinating elderly and at-risk prisoners needs to be done, not only for um, the inmate's sake, but also for the community. And they said, uh, 
you know, this this one fellow, he's a criminology associate professor out of the University of Ottawa. His name is Justin Pichet, saying what happens behind bars in terms of COVID transmission has impacts and implications for all of us, which is why prisoners as well as prison staff prisoners as well as prison staff should have priority access to the vaccine. So this fellow not just saying that, you know, it, it needs to be the prisoners first, but both prisoners and staff. And that would seem to uh, certainly make sense. Um, Jeff Wilkins, again, the national president of the Union of Canadian Correctional Officers, was asked about how many COVID-19 outbreaks there have been in Canadian prisons. What has that looked like? Take a listen. Well, we've had outbreaks in every region in the country, except for the Atlantic provinces so far, um, and some pretty significant outbreaks. Since the beginning of this pandemic, we've had over 260 of our members uh, test positive for COVID-19, and hundreds and hundreds of inmates uh, in uh, some institutions. Um, and out of a membership of only about 7,400, that's quite a big ratio. Our members are facing uh, significant, amount, significant amounts of COVID-19. COVID-19 every day they report to work and uh, I ask you know this is why we ask why are we not priority number one just the same and rightfully so as nurses and doctors in our in our emergency rooms and in our uh, clinics need to be vaccinated because they're facing patients that are potentially COVID or they are COVID-19 positive so are our members they're going to work every single day and they need to be afforded that protection. So members of the Union of the Canadian Correctional Officers, um, you know, uh, dealing with, with COVID-19 and as, as you just heard, uh, you know, a lot, hundreds of, of cases uh, among the members. I can also tell you that so far that there has been a total of 1,146 confirmed COVID-19 cases among Can- uh, Canada's inmate population. Um, the population averages around uh, 14,000 people. There have been three deaths. Okay. Um, Danielle went on to ask uh, Jeff Wilkins about how how he um, is reconciling and reconciling the fact that they're not being put on that priority list and um, that 600 prisoners are, are going ahead of of the workers. Well, I think we do have to think about the fact that people are in the congregate living area, you know, and it's just it's similar to uh, a long-term care facility. It's hard to get away from one another and practice physical distancing and all those other public health measures inside of a penitentiary. So I know the I certainly don't want to see uh, a healthy inmate receive that vaccine before any of my members who are trying to work that in that institution. Absolutely not. And I think this all comes down to a matter of supply and demand. Right now, we have a huge demand and a very small supply. And uh, once, hopefully, <laughs> we get that uh, that vaccine in large quantities and we can just, it would be a perfect world if we could do everybody all at once. But I think we need to prioritize. And right now, the priority should be those working and holding those front lines. 
Supply and demand, and that goes back to what I was talking about off the top of this segment, supply and demand. The demand is huge right now. The supply isn't uh, isn't uh, obviously as robust. So the Correctional Service of Canada uh, has put out a statement when it comes to all of this, saying, quote, that it and the Public Health Agency of Canada working closely with the provinces and territories to facilitate access to the COVID-19 vaccine during the first phase for staff such as healthcare workers who work closely with infected inmates and other priority groups identified by the NACI. So again, it's going to take some time, obviously, maybe in the next bunch, but uh, we know that there's uh, a, a number of people who are really, really ticked off about this. What we don't know is um, the number of vaccines, um, how it's going to be divided up between each federal prison. Again, uh, 600 inmates out of the, what, about 14,000, about 600 will be uh, getting uh, the vaccine here starting today as part of a pilot project.